Once again, we're live on a Monday. This is day six of the 30-day challenge. Just a quick recap what you guys need to be doing. One approach a day. Hit the gym once a day. Some sort of language learning once a day. That's what I'm doing. Brazilian Portuguese, you don't have to do that. And then overarching theme for me is being playful, being teasy throughout the next 30 days. And it's something I'm consciously reminding myself of as well. But today we're going to talk about a topic. A bit existential, but cool topic anyway. So why you should be playing to win, not playing not to lose. That is a fucking mouthful, isn't it? On a Monday morning. Ooh, coming up to midday task, you're running behind some. When you're playing to win, you're playing to take risks. When you're playing to lose, you play it safe. When you're playing to win, you play fearlessly and energized. When you're playing not to lose, you play stiff and you're holding back. That's actually from a bas from basketballpsychology.com. The first thing that pops up on Google when you type in playing to win, don't play to lose meaning. Um, a wise man once, once said to me, um, and a guy who for most men, um, or for me, in, in fact, probably gets the most action of anyone I know who isn't working as a professional in the sex industry. And that would be Mr. K, Kofi, this um, guy does some coach, coaching for me. He's offline, but he spends a lot of his time charging around Brazil, Colombia, approaching probably 100 women a day on average. That's what he does. Um, and, yeah, he said the most unsafe thing you can do is play it safe, Right. And I love that quote from him because it's completely on point, completely, completely accurate, especially in this game. It's the old SAS motto, isn't it? It's who dares wins, which they all have tattooed on there. Don't they have all that? All of the SAS guys have that tattooed on their ankle. Um, but it's so true. Uh, he who dares wins, he who dares bones in this game. Um, six years of challenge PDFs, can't emphasize enough how good they are at just kind of nailing down the basics of just fucking going for it, right? So if anyone wants some, you know, where, you know, I've got copies of those. Just get in touch with me. Uh, we can have a chat about those. But essentially, he talks about it. Approaching ain't shit. Approaching doesn't mean shit. It's just the start of the process, right? It's the more competent, the more bold, the more fearless you can get with the approaching side of it, the better. Um, but let's go into specifics. What does, what does you know, in, I guess in a dating, day game and dating context, what does playing not to lose mean or what, versus playing to win, right? What are the difference is? So let's look at approaching first of all. So in that initial approach, going all in, right? Realizing you're never going to see her again. Okay, look, if you live in some small village, some small hamlet, um, you should probably be moving anyway because you need to consciously take control of your circumstances. And some guys complain, oh, there's not really any birds around where I live. And I'm like, well, how long have you been there? They're like, oh, most of my life I grew up here. I'm like, do you enjoy living there? They're like, not really. Like, well, you've got to take control of your circumstances. However scary it might be moving away from your family, your friends, you've got to prioritize yourself, right? You've got to do that in life. You get one roll of the dice. So fuck it. You know, dating is an important aspect. It's arguably the most important aspect. If you look at, if, you know, if you look at it on an evolutionary level, we're born, you know, forget all the fluff and the nonsense we've created wearing suits and drinking coffee. And as he takes a sip of coffee and, um, you know, going to theme parks and traveling and all this dressed up fluffy nonsense. Essentially, we're born, we reproduce and we die. That is our evolutionary function, right? So you could argue 
dating and finding a partner, the ideal partner, if you do want to have a family, or just dating on your own terms, doing what the fuck you want, is actually the most important thing to be doing. Now, of course, again, conflicting stuff, because guys will come to me and go, Tuscar, really, you know, really want to bang women, really want to learn a day game, it's going to solve all my problems. That's not the case again. So there's always nuances, right? It, you could argue it's one of the most important things to sort out. But at the same time as a guy, you need to be sorting out your other shit, right? So don't just think... And, and also, it's not a case of sorting it out. If you haven't got the rest of your life sorted out, i.e. your value is low as a guy, right? Your finances suck. You, you, you're broke. You don't know. Your fashion sucks. You're out of shape. Your grooming's off. You don't have value adds like speaking languages. You don't lead an interesting life. You can't solve the women problem because you're presenting a very low version of yourself. There's not even a glass ceiling on top of you. There's a fucking concrete wall on top of you. And I guarantee you're not going to be dating very attractive women. It's that simple. You need inherent value behind what you're doing. You need to be constantly working on yourself, getting better, because there's always a glass ceiling on what you can achieve, you know, if you haven't maxed your value out in different areas. But that being said, as as part of, you know, thinking of yourself as a horny juggler, balancing all these little balls, one of them in dating and relationships, this is also a massively important area to sort out simultaneously alongside it all, right? And you can do it all at once. But yeah, just in that initial approach, right? You're never going to see her again. Expect her to test you. If the girl, if, if you stop a girl, right? She doesn't test you in the thir first 30 seconds to a minute saying like something like, I'm in a rush or I've got a boyfriend or as you say the compliment, she goes, oh, thank you very much and goes to walk away. There's probably an error there, right? Attractive women test men. From the second you begin that interaction to the second you break up with her or you die, or she exits your life in some form, she will be testing you. Women test men. If she's testing you, it's a good thing. If she's not testing you, it's a bad thing. If she's not testing you in that initial approach, she's either a pro or she thinks you're gay or you're her friend already, right? You've already jumped yourself into the front zone. Women test men. You stop an attractive girl, right? She's going to test you. She's going to give you a bit of shit at the beginning. They're supposed to. They're not meant to make it super easy, you know? They're supposed to test you. They're supposed to see what you're made of. They want to see what you're made of, right? They want to see if you fold like a pack of cheap cards, you know, under a little bit of emotional pressure. Women are emotional terrorists. I've always said this in a, in a jokey kind of tongue-in-cheek way, but they're emotional terrorists. They can run rings around us, right, emotionally, socially. And we have basically our job as men is to catch up to that level that women are already at socially. That's really what learning game is getting our social skills to, to the point that an average girl has them down to because they're so socially switched on compared to men. But she's going to give you a bit of shit, right? At that beginning, oh, I've got a boyfriend. Oh, I'm in a rush. And what do they often do? They say that test and then they'll just stand there and the guy's like, okay, madam, good good day. And then <laughs> just stands out of the way of the girls, not not thinking it consciously, she's just subconsciously being like, oh, you fuck that one, that one up. I'm never seeing him again. And off they go. But if you go, okay, cool unreactive one more thing or yeah so what i notice about you is often what happens is they stay now look sometimes they're going to test you and just be like i'm in a rush by and breathe straight through you but often you're going to find they test you a bit but their action look at their actions not her words she's like oh, i'm in a rush but she's standing right in front of you she's not moving right so what do you do you push through that that's playing to win realizing you're never fucking going to see her again let's give it another go you know yes it feels a bit uncomfortable it's the same as when I did sales, right? Calling up CEOs of companies. So you really think they didn't test me on the beginning of the phone, right? 
have to get through the gatekeeper a couple of times. That's learnable, very learnable, as is sales. It's a learnable skill set. But fucking hell, I got tested a lot. You've got to be shit. You've got to be hot on point. If you want to be dating a really, really attractive, high-value woman in her prime, right, you've got to have your shit together. You've got to be on point. <laughs> You're not going to fluke it, right? You're not going to fluke it. So expect a bit of shit. Expect to be tested. That's okay. Push through it, right? That's completely normal. It's a good thing if she's testing you because women test men. They consider sexual options. If she's not testing you, it's a very bad sign. I guarantee you. And if you're in a relationship and she's stopped testing you, it's a very, very bad sign. She's probably sucking off the, the postman. Had to get vulgar there, didn't I? Couldn't couldn't keep it. Couldn't couldn't not swear or make it stupid for one second. Um, so push through her test at the beginning and again at the end, right? I always I always liken or I don't always liken, but I've just thought of this analogy. The most dangerous parts of flight, according to Air Crash Investigation, a show to which I got addicted on National Geographic and then had to stop watching because I was terrified every time I was getting on planes, I was doing this stupid, like, the Catholic thing of, like, this and kissing the side of the plane. I'm not even religious. I don't know what I was doing. But don't watch Air Crash Investigation. It will turn you into a quiver, not even a nervous wreck, a quivering mess of a flyer. Very entertaining show, but fucking hell. Actually, the one that still gets me is that Air France one that went to Brazil. I think it was the most up-to-date plane at the time, and it just vanished, right? And they, the reenactments are pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I liken it to that. The most dangerous parts of flight are takeoff and landing, right? The hardest bits of a direct cold approach conversation are, to, are the beginning and the end. Open strong, close strong. Opening, you're going to get tested. Once you keep her there for the first 30 seconds to a minute, generally speaking, she's there to stay. Um that's the hard part to get through, right? And also, yeah, getting over your own, you know, fight or flight response just before you open her, right? That's the first bit. And then it's like, okay, what's she going to do? And at the end, you know, she's going to test you. She might be loving the conversation, but not really asking you many questions because she's just thriving on the validation of it. And she doesn't want to emotionally invest herself because actually she is seeing a guy. And then it's like, okay, you're going to get tested at the end. The amount of guys I see that, are, again, playing not to lose, they kind of fold under that. Play to win. Fuck it. You're never going to see her again. Just be like, okay, I, 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 I get you got a boyfriend. You know, things change. Maybe you marry him. Maybe you get divorced. <laughs> maybe you marry him. Maybe you break up. I'm going to take your number. This came from Sam. It's a great way of doing it. I'm going to take your number, shoot your message on WhatsApp in a couple of days asking you out for a drink. I'll shoot your message again in a few months asking you out for a drink. Feel free to reply to both or neither. Is that fair enough? Oh, yeah. It doesn't sound like such a big deal. Okay, then. Right? So you're saying it with non-neediness, that want but not need, right? And you're leading as well. And if, if, if there's a crumb of interest there, she'll be like, okay, that sounds reasonable. You know, she'll go along with it. Doesn't mean she'll come out. But if there's a shred of interest there, she'll go for it. That's playing to win, pushing it, pushing through the first bit, carrying that conversation, leading it. If it's dying on its ass, spiking it up. The amount of guys who go in there, again, playing not to lose them in the open, and they just think, they've watched a few YouTube videos, think day game is, go up and give a compliment, jobs are good, and that's it, you stand there, it's all good, it will just work. It doesn't. You've got to carry the conversation. You've got to accept that it's going to be a bit awkward. You've got to accept speaking to any stranger, whether it's a guy, a new, your new boss, whether it's someone, you know, I don't know, welcoming you onto a plane, whether it's, you know, a sales call you're making, whether it's uh, a girl, a new girl you're speaking to, inherently it's going to be a bit, bit, be a bit awkward right? It's supposed to be awkward. So, you know, you just have fun with it. Flip that mentality on its head and have fun with that process. Except it's going to be awkward. 
I used to thrive on the uncomfortable, thrive on the awkwardness. Knowing when I went into a conversation, it's going to be a bit awkward. Having a laugh with it, so I wasn't feeling any sort of awkward pressure when I put eye contact her, eye contact onto her. When I, after three minutes, when she's in the conversation, I just shut up and see what she said. When on a date, I'll be I'll be laughing to myself because I knew inherently it's awkward. But you need to put the sexual tension pressure on her, right? All this stuff. That's playing to win, having flipping the process, having fun with it, ballsing it out, not running away. That's another big one. You know, guys, they'll they'll open, so they'll open and then just be like, "Oh, thank you, you look nice," and then just stand there expecting it to go down, and then come out and look confused when they're like, "Why did she leave?" So like, you're fucking carrying the conversation, son. It's your job to see the girl, your job to open, your job to chat her up, your job to take the number, your job to text her, your job to take her on the date, your job to kiss her, your job to make her feel good about the situation. Your good, to your job to take her back to yours, your job to seduce her in yours, your job to continue seeing her. Women will sabotage that process from start to finish. God knows why. Just to see what you do, mainly. Maybe it's just a biological impulse. I don't know. But you've got to do that. You've got to carry that. So that's a big thing. Um, anything else with the approaching? No, I think, I mean, my mentality was always this thing called concrete boots, right? A lot of guys, they'll have this, we call it delayed approach anxiety. Um, premature ejaculation, Right? which is them ejecting from the from the conversation. They'll open direct, and then the pressure builds. Maybe it's a bit of Jonah complex, minor Jonah complex of, oh, this is going really well, right? Jonah complex is fear of success, not fear of failure. Oh, shit, this hot girl likes me? Oh, my God. This is weird. What do I do? You're almost having an out-of-body experience in the conversation, not knowing why it's going well. Um, and they'll, they'll sabotage it They'll by running away, either by it's going well, or they just feel the nerves bubbling up because it's quite slow and the girl's not really giving them much yet because they, they've forgotten that they have to carry the conversation, anything from the first one to three minutes, right, until the girl gets interested. She laps on something you're saying or she feels good and she asks her question. She wants to continue, right? So my, my concept that I call concrete boots, which I used back in the day, was look at her actions, not her words. If she's standing there, she's interested, right? If she's standing there on the frame of I've given her a compliment, trying to get to know her. She knows fully what's up. Uh, if she's standing there, she's interested. I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to blow myself out. Either she's going to walk away or I take her phone number. That's how the conversation is going to end. You suck up that awkwardness. You suck up that tension. You just accept it. You can say things occasionally like, look, I don't do this often. I've run out of things to say. Or, you know, this feels like the, the me show. This feels like the James show. This feels like the David show. Um, what do you like to do in your spare time? Tell me more about you. You can use things like that. If you're really running out of stuff, say it's like parachute phrases, right? Save the day phrases. But really it's just about sucking up the fucking, the fucking awkwardness and the tension and just staying in there, playing to win, being like, fuck it. I'm going to walk away with this girl's number. I like her. Or I'm going to go for the instant date. That's the big thing as well. So playing not to lose is going around. Conversation goes well. But she said something that's making you think, okay, shit, I should probably capitalize on this. Sometimes it's like she's leaving tomorrow, right? She's leaving town tomorrow. She's like, oh, you know, I'm going up to Birmingham, but I'll be back next weekend. And you're thinking the pussy version of you, the play, the don't uh, play not to lose version of you is thinking, oh, great. Yeah, perfect. See you next Friday for drinks. I'll take her out. It'll be great. Blah, 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 blah. What happens? You text her, don't even reply. But in the moment she's on, Right, so it's maybe a time zone match up. It's like a Sunday. You're thinking, oh, I want to get home. 
put my feet up, watch a bit of Netflix, chill out. I've done my approach for the day. I'll do it next time. That's a playing not to lose mentality, right? Not going all in. Playing to win mentality would be like, you know, fuck it. She is cool. I do think she's probably going to come out again next weekend. But you know what? I like her. I can just feel this crackle, not like pork crackling, like this crackle of sexual tension and energy that's game on. Why don't I just fucking go for this? That's playing to win, right? People that do very well at this stuff, Kofi, Mr. B in Oslo, Australian guy who only does instant dates, who went from loads of flaky numbers to getting laid like a rock star. He's got a instant date, instant lay, not instant date, same day lay book coming out because that's all he pushes for really, instant date or yeah, instant date or same day or whatever it is. And always different, obviously, because it's a very awkward culture and people socially very awkward. It is a fuck first, gets to know each other later policy, which I've got no issue with. And I'm sure many men don't have an issue with. So kind of similar policy in Finland and Sweden to a large degree, actually, which I think is a very sensible way of doing things. We should be doing more of this globally, I feel. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. What was it? Instant dates. Playing not to win. Playing playing not to lose versus playing to win. So yeah, a lot of guys will go, yeah, they'll take the hit. They'll be like, oh, it was a good conversation. And it's a nice hot girl. They feel she's interested. They want to keep that good feels alive. They're not really playing. You know, they're playing to, for validation, not playing to get laid, right? Not doing this for sexual purposes, which is a big thing that guys forget. It's very easy to get caught in that kind of that routine of being the number collector and not actually going for it in the moment. Um, that's a massive one. Like it's, you, you kind of get a gut feel for when it's game on with the girl. I've had it before and I've had it with students who had it before where they go for the number and the girl's like, I've got a boyfriend and it's at the end. She hasn't mentioned it. She's giving all those classic signs of she actually does have a guy she cares about because she's enjoying the attention, but she's refusing to invest in the conversation. She's loving the attention. She's loving the validation attention validation being the coin of the female realm according to Tabassi, but she's not willing to invest in the conversation when I ask questions and at the end inevitably you can always feel it coming seven minutes in you're like oh let's go for a drink another time she's like, oh, I've actually got a boyfriend but there's been a couple of times where you can just tell it's on maybe there's something off in the in the, in the thing with the boyfriend maybe she's just in the moment she's forgotten about the, boy, the boyfriend because women are very emotional creatures and they go with how they feel, and she's feeling like overwhelming amounts of attraction, right? She likes this. And it has been done, and it can be done, where instead of going for the number, which will inevitably result in a flake, because later she's going to get home and rationalize it, and, and the feeling's gone, and she actually likes her boyfriend again because she's around him, right? In the moment, you can go for it, and it's an instant date. And the times that I've done that, and I've been with students and I've actually had to walk there about to go for the number and be like, she was like, no, I can't. I've got a boyfriend, you know, I can't do it. And I've been gone over and been like, pulled, literally pulled him away and be like, look, I'm, I'm listening to this. I'm watching what you're doing. She's on, just push for the instant date. Um, and then go back into the conversation. He's like, oh, she's still standing there. He's like, oh, my, my friend had a problem. But anyway, look, I've just thought about it. Let's, let's grab a quick, quick drink now. And, the, and she goes, right? doesn't make any logical sense. But that's the difference between playing not to lose versus playing to win right play to win and that's what that it results in some crazy fucking tales right he who dares wins it's that mentality high risk high reward always going with the, the, the mentality of fuck this i'm gonna go for it right 
you don't always have to do that, right? I'm not suggesting you only go on instant days because for me personally, I think it's, it's I have lots of stuff to do. So, you know, rarely, unless that situation presents itself, do I do it. But the difference is, is when I do feel it is game one, I will go for it. There's no hesitation, right? I'm not going to play it safe. I'm going to be like in the moment. Often the most uncomfortable things to do is the correct thing to do, especially in a sales arena. That was always the, you know, you want to send an email or a fucking SMS to the client or potentially the prospect. The, the sales, the, the, the top sales guys would be like, no, you fucking don't. You know exactly what you need to do. You need to pick up the phone, get on the phone, which is inherently uncomfortable. That's playing to win, not playing to lose. Sending an email is playing to lose because you're kind of like, oh, well, we might respond. So that's a massive thing. Instant dates, going for it. Fucking the validation risking the fact she's going to go actually no i'm not interested always better to get to that no you know the amount of guys i see still in conversations and they walk away going and they haven't taken the number i'm like what what did you do you've done all the hard work and you didn't ask for the phone number like yeah i don't think she was interested i was like mate she just stood there talking to you for 10 minutes they were like yeah didn't really think yeah so i know you fool You've done that because you can now walk away going, keeping the good feels, the validation alive in your own brain. Like, oh, that was a beautiful conversation. You know, you're not fucking Shakespeare. You're not penning fucking the next Romeo and Juliet. I don't give a shit how you feel about it. Get back in there and get the number and throw them back in. And what happens then is the, the girl will sometimes say no, sometimes say yes. But when she says no, they come out looking a bit dejected. I'm like, no, that's brilliant because you're not going to waste mental energy now thinking about what could have been the rest of the day. Right? How many of us have done that, not gone for it, and then we piss away fucking minutes or, or hours thinking about what could have been with those girls? It's the same mentality of letting the girl walk past when you know you should have done it. Right? The whole Again, the rational male thing, rejection is better than regret. You don't have any regrets. If you see 10 stunners walk past you, not together, we're not talking about doing a 10 set, we're not mini Hugh Hefners, although we're training to be, but you see 10 different girls walk past you, right? And you approach every single one of those, it doesn't go anywhere. You feel like a boss because really it's just about addressing that fear and taking the action, approaching. If you let those separate opportunities go past you, the boss is always watching, your subconscious is registering it, you can't escape it, you know deep down you find them attractive and if you let them go, you're only fooling yourself. And what happens? You dwell on that for the rest of the day going, oh, I should have approached her. It's even worse if she's looked at you and given you an indicator of interest, right? And you still don't take the action. You're feeling like an absolute bitch and rightly so. Because you're not holding yourself to account. You're not being genuine with yourself. You're bullshitting the most important person in this whole scenario, which is yourself, right? This is getting a bit ranty, but these are all actual good points. I'm, always, I'm just reminding myself of these as well. Um, doing a few approaches. What else have we got down here? On the instant date as well, you know, instant date itself, thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just do the thing, or 10-minute coffee, blah, blah, blah. And she's giving signs that she's actually pretty pre-game on, right? Um She's giving indications that she's into you. Maybe she's saying things like, I'm actually leaving town tomorrow. Um, you know, and again, the safe thing to do is, is to take the number and be like, oh, yeah, it's in, it's in the back. I'll, I'll make sure it happens along the time. Guess what happens? She doesn't even reply, right? And it's because you've played, to, played it safe. It's because you're playing not to lose. It's somehow sensed in the atmosphere of this guy's being a bit of a puss. We're not being a bit of a pussy. We're not going to fucking reward him, right? The gods above us thinking nah fuck it we like a man who plays to win who fucking goes for it puts his balls on the line and it's true there's no way around that so i've 
I've been in situations like this many times where I regret it because it was really what going really well on the instant date. And again, I was playing it kind of safe. Maybe it was like a Sunday evening. I was like, oh, I'll get home. Yeah, just chill out. It's in the bag. I'll see you on Wednesday. I've put in the hard graph. But I should have been thinking, fuck it. Let's go for it in the moment. You have windows of time with girls where they're super into you and those windows disappear and her emotions completely change. And that's why it can be very up and down. But if you're in a girl's company, she's she's laughing at your jokes or she's with you and she's letting you touch her. And she's enjoying it. And she knows what's going on because you're, you're being quite direct and she knows, then you should be going for it. There's no excuse to be playing it safe. There's no excuse not to be going for it. You'll have far more regrets if you don't go for it and then you lose her later. You know, she just doesn't reply on the text rather than you went for it and she's like, oh, no, no, another time, right? As long as you go for it, as long as you push for it, they never hold it against you. It's the same mentality with days. She's never going to hold it against you for trying it on. She's going to respect you because you go after what you want. But if you play it safe, which a lot of guys do, right, you often lose her. So never play it safe. Always, always go for it. Um, on an instant date, she'll be giving indications like, oh, yeah, it's actually game on. And it's very easy, isn't it? Just think, oh, no, I'll do it next time. It's fine. But actually, you should be thinking, fuck, let's go for it. I've had it before where I knew in the moment I was catching myself being like, I should probably go for this. Like, this it just seems like it's game on. But I didn't. And lo and behold, never saw her again. And there's been times where I was like, yeah, I should probably go for this, right? I just get the vibe it's game on. I get the sense it's game on. I should just push for it anyway just to see where it goes. Because what's the worst case scenario? She says no. And she doesn't hold against me because she never will never hold against you for trying it on an account of race when. You go, you go for it. And she comes back to yours, it's game on. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Just by actually going all in, playing to win, right? Um, super, super important. What else we got? Doing a few approaches, then calling it a day, right? So the old Goggins thing, this is important, isn't it? For those of you who haven't, haven't read his book or listened to his book, it's very good. Uh, it is Can't Hurt Me. Is it Can't Hurt Me? By Goggins. He talks about his journey from being a fat, fat waste of space into this guy who runs ultra marathons, right? But he talks about this 40% rule, which is used to explain when your mind and body are starting to tile and you feel like giving up, according to God, Goggins, you're only at 40% of what you're truly capable of achieving. Um, so when you're getting tired on the street, oh, yeah, you know, got a couple of numbers, done a good session today, yeah, and you see a few hot girls, you're like, ah, do them next time, right? Again, fuck that mentality, play to win, go all in. And you're not going to physically die, right, even if you are knackered. There's always time for one or two more. It really comes down to that premise that I often talk about, which is something I remind myself every day, which is to challenge yourself on a micro and a macro level, every fucking day, mentality is, can you do another set? Can you do another rep? On gear, Mr. Tim, hope those wings have worked out for you. Any good spots you recommend in Wroclaw? I have my coach, Mr. Dan, over there at the moment. He is running, he's got a boot camp, he's got three guys there. It's going to be a blast, it's fully open. If you get in touch with me, I can put you in touch with him to have a chat about good locations. And we'll come to questions line them up on the side especially about anything related to this stuff i won't rant on for too much longer i promise so yeah just going for those extra few approaches texting her not becoming her text friend like asking her out that's playing to win going for it uh on the dates going for it on the first date the quicker you sleep with her the better it's always been the way it doesn't matter if you're looking for a wife or looking for a 
um, just to go off for one night. The, the best mentality in my mind is go for it on the first date. Why as well? Because it's congruent. If you've met her in a coffee shop, you told her she looks nice, you made her feel a certain way, which is you understanding how to do day game. She feels attraction. She's told all her friends. She's ex- she thinks you're a bit of a boss, right? She doesn't know what day game is. She just thinks, fuck, a guy who can do that is going to be getting a lot of a lot of action. So if you go on the date and you act like a field mouse in the corner, you play it all safe, you play not to lose, like, oh, yeah, we'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll proceed with a second or third date. Guess what? She thinks you're a fucking puss because you presented a very confident initial front. So to be congruent with that, and that's the beauty of direct day game that I love, to be congruent with that front, all you do is you have to go for it on the first day and try and take her home, right? And she's expecting you to do that. So that's the beauty of it, is you, all you need to do is actually show up and go for it, act ballsy, act fearless, go for it, and you'll probably get that reward, which she's expecting you to do anyway. So everyone's expecting you to show up and do that. And if you don't show up and do that, if you're like, oh, no, I'll do it second, third day, you know, wait till the end of the day, get the kiss, all this nonsense. Ultimately, it's not congruent, right? It's not congruent, so it will fail. Uh, guys, and something that I have toyed the idea with is, yes, Tusk, I get it. But the problem is, if you sleep with a girl the first night, sometimes they run off from the scene of crime and never return, right? And isn't it better to wait until date two to sleep with them? Now, that is that is a feasible thing to ask, and that is something I've toyed with, but I still overall think most guys who haven't got that much experience, right, it is better, always better to just push to sleep with her the first night. Something you can also do, I found, as a bridge to actually show that you give a fuck, and it, from my experience, it corroborates the rate at which you, you don't lose them, right? So guys will say, oh, no, but if you sleep with the first date, sometimes they don't want to come back to the scene of the crime. You never see them again because it's all so far. So yes, that's true. So guys are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, leave it till the second date. No, I still think go for it the first date. And the way you get around it is afterwards to show that she's not just a kind of one-night stand girl. You, you actually say, hey, stay. And you get her to stay with you. Now, it's not always feasible, right? If it's a Monday and she has to get up at like 5 a.m. for work and she lives in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, miles away from you. She's like, no, I've got to get an Uber. But even showing the intent of, hey, why don't you stay? That solidifies it a bit. And if she actually stays, it massively solidifies it, right? You jump her in the shower with you. You muck around in there. You know, you she comes out. You give her like your T-shirt you've worn from the night. So it's got the smell of you on it. You give her some boxes to go into. You give her a toothbrush, you know, make domesticate it, make it feel like she's, yeah, she's welcome, right? And she'll often stay. And the next day, obviously, it's, it's great because you wake up and you, you've got instant sex, right, again. And it really, really solidifies it. So that's a, little tri- that's a little trick you can experiment with. If you know you want to see her again, which I guess most guys, if you're screening properly in the day game stuff and, you know, actually going out on, on dates with girls you like, you are going to want to see her again because most guys, what I suggest they do is aimed to be dating maybe two girls non-exclusively. That's going to give you, like, that's going to give you a good result from this stuff, right? Because you're getting all three things that you need. You get that seduction dance on both sides. You get, obviously, the sex, and you get the emotional connection with the girl you actually like. You need all three of those. If one of them is missing, it's unsatisfying. It's not fulfilling. There's a reason escorts and prostitutes do not satisfy men, right? There's no chase. There's no emotional connection. You're getting purely the sex. You think it's all about the sex. It's not. It's about all three of those things, right? So that's what I'd suggest you try and do. What else we got with 
this. Not really anything else. I mean, that's about it. I've got this Charles Bukowski quote written down, which is a banger. What matters most is how well you walk through the fire, right? What quote? And you could kind of throw that into anything, but I feel this is appropriate for this. Um, yeah, just to recap, Mr. Kofi's, Kofi's mentality, the guy who approached like 100 women a day, who coaches for me offline, who just gets laid like a rock star. He said it before, and I, I always made note of it. I was, he was like, playing it safe is the least safe thing you can do. And it's true. This guy gets, you know, look at people in the position you want to be in, right? This guy gets, is up to his nuts and guts. He approaches more women per day than most guys approach in a lifetime. He approaches literally 100 women a day. Now, I'm not saying that's healthy for anyone other than this guy. He's a complete exception. His meditation in life is through speaking to women, you know, just chilling out. He doesn't give a fuck about rejection, completely desensitized to it. He's very present, very grounded, very down to earth. And he just, it's not a big deal for him to approach. And he just likes it, right? Um, he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, in excellent shape, well-dressed, ripped, do good-looking. He's got everything going for him, and he it just works for him. I'm not suggesting you start approaching 100 people a day, 100 women a day. That for everyone else ever in the history of the human race, including me, is completely unfeasible, and it will end in you in a fucking straitjacket, wandering out the street, calling people, going, I just saw you, and they'll be like, come on, you're coming with us, and they'll tranquilize you down and put you in a straitjacket and take you away. For him, it's fine. No one else. We're not suggesting that. If you can even approach three a day, that's fine. In fact, that is brilliant. Three a day. Just aim for that. Fuck the hundred a day, right? But anyway, this guy gets a lot of action. He gets a lot of result. And he's saying the least safe thing you can do is play it safe. And I've seen also from Mr. B, his transition from when he started off in Norway, getting loads of flaky numbers to now getting a lot of action. He does serious damage. And he, we went to South America a few years ago and he had cricket-like scores in terms of numbers of girls he slept with. He always goes for it. He does the he, he who dares wins SAS motto. He always, it doesn't matter whether he's in Oslo or different countries. He always goes in some day. He always pushes it for the same day. And as a result of that, because he's brave, because he's high risk, high reward, right? He gets a lot of results. So I'm not suggesting you have to only go instant days. What I'm suggesting is play to win. Go all in, right? Just think to yourself as well. You, you know you're, you're watching this. You know yourself better than me. You know if you're kind of playing not to lose or you're actually playing to win. You have to make these decisions in the moment, right? Thinking, right, what is the best course of action here? Right? That needs to be done. Do, 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 do. I mean, it really all sends, boils down to taking risks, doesn't it? Realising you live once and challenging yourself. Those are fundamental premises, right? with all of this stuff, it's all kind of interconnected. All these titles, all these streams, all these elements I'm coming at from kind of the different angles, they're all kind of the same thing, which is just figure out what you want in life and fucking go after it without any regret, any hesitation, any shame. Um, stop giving a fuck what people want, think. They don't care as much as you, as you want them to or you realize they do. They're all worrying about their own shit, right? Think of how often you think in depth about someone else's life, like giving a fuck, right? Not much, I'm assuming, right? And yet we sit there thinking people really give a fuck about our lives. You think, oh, he's found they found out a D-Day game. You think I'm weird. And you think all they're doing is sitting around discussing that 24-7. They're not. They've got their own fucking issues going on. You know, whether they consciously realize it or not, they all kind of are on a timer, you know, heading one way, which is not up <laughs> down into the grave, right? 
Um, so they've got their own fears, insecurities, things to worry about. It's a weird one, but it took me a while to work out because I was thinking, you know, obviously doing this job, you put your, your head above a parapet, crabs in the bucket analogy, got a lot of flack from people I was, I was good friends with, close to. Um, but even then, getting a lot of flack, you still think, you, you get into this, this cycle of thinking people really, really give a fuck, right? They're really thinking about it long and hard the whole time. They're not. You know, think of how little you think of other people's lives, problems, insecurities. It might flash across your mind. It's not a centerpiece of your focus, right? So why then would you assume it is there of you, if that makes sense? It's not. So just get the fuck on with it. No one really gives a fuck about you, which is great. It's a very empowering thing to have in life because actually nothing you do matters. We're not coming out the game alive. Great. Massively empowering. Worst case scenario, you die. Oh, well, you got, you're dying anyway. You're not, you're not Walt Disney. You're not going to get cryo-frozen. And what an idea that was. In fact, I might get cryo-frozen. Fuck it. Hold this space. Right, let's do some questions. Rohit Palmer started approaching three girls there in London. Nine in total, two numbers. One was hot Argentine waitress. Well done. Would you dump a friends with benefits to get more motivation for day game? Yes, I would. Probably. Because you wouldn't be asking this or watching this if you were happy with that situation, probably. Hey, Tusk, what do you think about a person's upbringing and how it affects some relationships? Obviously, it's going to affect your up, you know, your upbringing. We all have scar tissue we bring along the way. This is good. Hey, Tusk, ego da. <laughs> hey, James, I bought the ebook of your heartfelt words. They resonate with me. Well, question after how many attempts of asking her out and seeing the text, I would you say she's not interested? If she doesn't reply at any stage in the process, she's not interested. But if she, um, I'll often leave it a few days if she stops replying and then text her saying I paid the ransom, blah, 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 maybe five, seven days. But if she doesn't reply to that, she's not fucking interested. And if you ask her out twice and she doesn't come out, in my mind, she's not interested. Fuck first, get to know each other later. Indeed. How do you deal with catching feelings for a girl task? It's not a bad thing. You say it like it's a disaster. It's not. With my fold, first cold approach this week, got a number and asked for a date. She said yes, but she's bringing a friend. What are your thoughts on this? Fuck it, roll with it. Might as well. It's early days for you. See what happens with a friend. Maybe it could be game one for a threesome. Maybe the friend's coming to vet you're not a weirdo. And then the friend will actually, after half an hour, make her excuse and leave. That's happened to me before. She thinks, you know, or maybe the case as well, first cold approach is probably you didn't do much investment there. How do you balance purpose and pleasure? It's a never-ending battle between good and evil for me. So there's no set one. Greetings, lads and James, Mr. Ono, Shay, yo, hello. Can we get a blowout compilation of you in Russia? I thread that differently to begin with, and I was going to say check my Russian only fans. Yes, we can get some harsh Russian blowouts you talk about. Me and Troy will be filming on my DJI camera. Uh, sneaky little camera. Bomjia, Mr. Tim, James. Yeah, we did this road call question. Just email me. I was on an instant date where she was touring the guy she was seeing. More interestingly, she was she was touting the guy she was seeing. She was not the only girl he was banging. What a loser, lol. I moved on, didn't even take her. No. Okay. Does Mr. K, K get more legs from Tinder or Strictly Cold Approach? He only does Cold Approach. He used to do Tinder. No, he only does Cold Approach. I'm Switzerland, no. Although I do like the country, it's a very beautiful, very overly prized country, and it does have some stunning women, but it's just not on my agenda to go there. Um, 
I mean, I will go at some stage, but it's just not a priority. There's too many places, too little time for old Tusky. Remember, I'm not on the race to 40, right? So I've got a few years. I don't want to be one of these. If I have kids, eventually, I don't want to be one of these granddad dads, right? So I've always said to myself, before the age of 40, if I'm going to have kids, I'm 34. I'm in my 35th year. I'm 35 in November. So I've got, a, I still look good somehow for my age, but yeah, I have limited time. Some of you guys watching this, I'm envious. You're younger, right? You've got plenty of time to travel the world, but start doing it now. Don't leave it, right? And even if you are older than me, um, then go with it now because there's no point having regrets in the past. There's nothing we can do about the past. Forget the past. You've only got now. Make different decisions. Make better decisions. Leading up to the date, you text her off the range and then I don't tend to text again. Yeah, on the day, just to confirm she's, she's not going to flake. It's all in the texting book. I love your rants. are inspirational. Thank you very much. When will you be coming to Manhattan? Um, when New York sorts its life out, which isn't yet. Also, would you continue playing the question game on the second or third day? I play it forever. What are the main thing ones ones need to play to win in the game, James? Watch the entire live stream. Have to go. Love you. Love you too, Shay. Can you day game in small town cities where day game doesn't exist? Like Doncaster, where the girls are generally lower class. You can, but I'd suggest going to better and bigger places. Good morning, chat room, and good morning, James. Good morning, Unique79. So Tartos, what, what do you think about approaching women, pushing prams? Is it too risky? What do you mean too risky? Well, the baby's got teeth, it's going to bite you on the arm or what? There's secretly a dog in the pram that's going to jump out and get your throat. It's not risky. It depends if you want to get caught up in dating single mothers. But often I would still say open because what happens is you open and she's like, oh, no, I'm the babysitter. Or no, this is my younger sister. So it's not necessarily the mum, right? How do you get back into the game? After not doing it for a long time, just start. That's the best way. Go out, do one approach today. There you go. Tomorrow, do another approach. Tomorrow, do another approach. Tomorrow, do another approach. What age will you start from the game? Um, there is no retirement from the game. You're always looking to self-improve and keep those skills sharp. Thanks for daily dose of motivation, Tusk, from Ivan. Have a nice day. You too, do you like Budapest? I love it. I love the city, but I think it's overrun in, in a pickup sense with lots of different companies. Um, that's what I think. Adolfo, hey, James. Good day. What do you do if you can approach, have confidence, but you're not best looking? She's not interested because she knows she's attractive and can easily find a good looking guy. Um, there's so much in that question. Get in touch with me. Send me an email. It's too much to answer now. Have you been keeping in touch with Bath? Yes, he's trapped in India, much to my amusement, much to his lack of amusement. Mr. Grinder, I have a bit of a dilemma where I got a girl's number with a wing, sneaky where I got a girl's number with a wing and he sneakily got her number as well and found out through friends he tried to get her on a date and failed to date her. What do you think? I think your mate's not really a mate, to be honest, if he's up to that. Bin him off. Is it worth approaching tourists in London? Absolutely. What sort of question is that? Have a great day, James. Thank you very much. Adolfo says, your top three tips for day game in Belgrade. Approach, approach, and approach. Jack Eggy, can you do a lot of things wrong in games so long as you, long as you do a lot of things right? Not sure what that means. Uruguay, no. And for that end, we are done. Guys, get out there and approach. I'll see you again.